Hello, welcome back to this edition of the Danish Income Show. My name is Matt Kuyper, the Sports Information Director here with the California Vulcans. With me after a long, busy, uh, hectic night last night is Coach Sankum. Uh Coach, big win last night uh, for the Vulcans there over Wheeling. But again, uh, we got a couple games to talk about, both home games finally for the Vulcans. So I'm sure the guys, after they got done with all their finals, were glad to be uh, sleeping in their bed and not to get on a bus or a little van to go anywhere uh, this week for games. Absolutely. Feels good to be home. Very uh, thankful and fortunate that we were able to get the win last night. It was hard fought. Our guys... Uh, played for the whole 40, and we needed to play for the whole 40 and, and made a great comeback. Well, on Sunday, I ended up coming back for your first home game of the year against Chestnut Hill, a rare game in Hamer Hall. Uh, graduation was on Saturday uh, over the weekend there, so it was still set up. Uh, you've been in this region a long time uh, as a player and as a coach. Uh, so Hamer Hall at least has a little bit of meaning to you in terms of knowing how big it was uh, back in the 90s, 2000s, uh, when this program was basically where you brought it back to these last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, Cal has such a, we have such a rich tradition uh, with uh, basketball here and winning in the 90s really to 2008. Uh, it was one of the top Division II programs in the uh, country, and we practice over in Hammer. And with the uh, graduation, uh, we've been over there for about 10 days, so I felt good. It was a good atmosphere. Uh, guys played well over there, and uh, um, we played over there twice, and we've had success both times, so uh, there's a little magic in there still. Okay. So, again, uh, face the Chestnut Hill program. Uh, you had a, basically a trade of home and home last year. You played them right before break. Uh, team has a first-year head coach. Uh, but basically from the jump, uh, was one of those things, Bryson Lucas really took control of that game and was one of the most efficient players there in that game. But just talk a little bit about the game against the Griffins. Uh, yeah, uh, Bryson got off to a great start for us, uh, you know, and just did a little bit of everything. He scored it, he assisted it, he defended it, he blocked shots. Um, really, uh, you know, what we expect from, from Bryson when he's on the floor, he's going to make plays and, and do a lot of great things for us. Uh, overall, our defense won the game for us. We were locked in. Um, we had a lot of time to prepare for them, which was nice. And our guys really locked in and did what we were supposed to do and made it difficult for them to score. When you hold a team to 20 points in the first half, uh, usually good things are going to happen. So very pleased with that. Uh, and then I just thought, you know, offensively, the, the rest of the guys just played solid. Uh, it was a solid game for us. We were very efficient offensively. Uh, we moved the ball. I loved our assist to uh, uh, field goal ratio, um, and, and, and you know, I thought it was one of the best games we played this year. Yeah, he jumped to a 45-20 lead there at halftime, ended up winning 89-50. One of those games you were able to get your starters in there, the next five guys, in, and even the next five, because you have so much depth and so many guys on the roster. So it was one of those games, everybody got a little bit of action in the game against Ham in Hamer against Chestnut Hill. Yeah, it was good. Uh, those guys work hard, too, um, you know, and to be able to get them um, a, a lot of minutes, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, we, we played everybody uh, at least, uh, you know, four minutes. Uh, so that was really good. And those guys work hard and it was good to see them be able to go out there and uh, perform uh, well for us. In that game, uh, you guys shot 60% from the floor, uh, 10 to 20 from three-point land. And again, you referenced the assists, 19 assists on 32 made field goals. So everybody was passing the ball there. Uh, six assists for both Jermaine Hall and Bryson Lucas, your two bigs uh, leading you in assists. Always uh, interesting there, but it just tells you the kind of looks you guys were getting that day. Yeah, those two guys, you know, they touch the ball a lot too. You know, we play so much five out, so they get a lot of opportunities to uh, pass the ball, and they did a great job. You know, with it, uh, what we like uh, is the assist high and the turnovers low, which we were able to uh, to do that. And uh, we just moved to well. We shot 50% from the three um, because we took great threes. We got open threes, uh, and we shot you know 60% from the floor because we got a lot of layups as well. So we were very efficient offensively. Uh, like I said, we just both ends 
of the floor. I think it was our best game so far this year. Yeah, and just looking at the overall stats, Zion had 19 points, three rebounds. Uh, Bryson had 15 points, five rebounds, six assists, one block, and three steals. Literally filling up every stat. KJ, 13 points, three boards. Uh, and then also Jermaine, 10 points, six assists, and a couple boards. So one of those, your big five guys, big four really stepped up. And even DJ Slaughter stepping into the starting role of that game uh, gave you great minutes there at the point position. Yeah, DJ's given us some great minutes uh, here in the last uh, two games. Really happy for him. He's worked hard. Going to need him to continue to do that. And then Antoine Arnett and Dalman Alexander both getting over double-digit minutes. Your six, seven guys off the bench uh, really excelled there against some major minutes uh, for Dalman, especially in that game. Yeah, Dalman played very well for us. It was good. He had a lot of family in and just was uh, in tune and executed well. And Antoine, you know, he's, uh, he's forced me to play him. He's done such a good job um, the last six games and, and been really, really – uh, efficient offensively, been very, very good defensively, and uh, he's just earning more and more minutes. He's, he's a big part of what we're doing. So you had a lot of time to prep for Chestnut Hill with the finals week the week before, uh, but then you had Wheeling uh, last night on Wednesday. Uh, so you had a couple of days really to implement there, but overall uh, a program you knew very well. You knew you've seen them in person before. Uh, in one of those contests, they came in and uh, just absolutely put one of the a crazy shooting performance the first half. Uh, one of those ones you knew as a coach and even a fan, nobody can keep it up uh, the whole time as the game goes on. But they, they made you fight for all 40 minutes last night. Yeah, I think they scored 46 points or 45 points in the first 11 minutes of the game. And uh, honestly, we didn't have an answer. Um, they were uh, making shots, uh, some tough shots. We obviously gave them some easy shots, but they made some tough shots and, and they just had it going. They executed extremely well and uh, they, uh, they exposed us in some areas for sure. So I know you're gonna go back to the drawing board working on some of those things there, but uh, the, the fight of the team, uh, they were down 23 points at most in the first half, cut it to 57-42 uh, at halftime. So still is there 15 points, but uh, the message at halftime obviously telling the guys, Got to really lock in and fight and just battle on the defensive end because that's really where you get your bread and butter and get your looks on offense is what you, what you get your stops on defense. Yeah, and I think, you know, really after the first, you know, 11 minutes of the game, I think they scored 45 points the rest of the way. So our defense did improve dramatically from that point on. And, uh, you know, I think for us it was just lack of communication. We did not communicate well. I thought our effort was fine. I watched the film um, early this morning. Uh, didn't have a problem with our effort, but our – Communication and execution wasn't good uh, to start that game. And as the game went on, um, the second half, uh, for the most part, we were very solid with our execution on the defensive end. Yeah, in the first half, they ended up shooting 58% from the floor, but they went 10 of 15 from three-point land. Uh, I know that's one of those things there as a coach. You, you hate seeing a team make 10 threes in a game, much less 10 and a half. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of those things there. You, I knew that had to be something uh, eating at you there come halftime. Yeah, and I think at one point they were 9 for 11 from the three, and uh, um, I was ready to pull my hair out. Um, you know, we were just scratching our heads, seeing what we could do. Um, and they were ready to play. I mean, obviously when you're 13th ranked in the country, teams are going to come at you and give you their best effort. They want to show um, that they belong and, uh, you know, you're going to get, they're going to throw punches. So you got to be ready to absorb and most importantly, throw punches back. Yeah, it's one of those things too. Your game plan changes a little bit in the first four minutes. Bryson's forced to the bench with two fouls. He played such a pivotal role on Sunday and he has to sit almost the entire first half because of two fouls. But Antoine uh, had played major minutes there and even Caden Hanna gave you some minutes there. Uh, off the bench for physical because again number 25 Marcus Johnson is just such a big body you had to get guys on there that could be able to handle uh, his movements and everything else 
really happy with Caden. Uh, he is uh, such a team guy, um, hasn't played uh, much the last two games. He's starting to come on, but it's been his practice habits uh, over about a two-week period that, you know, we just keep seeing him doing what he does and understanding what he does. And when you know when he goes into the game, he's going to stay within what he does well and give you great effort and get on the glass, um, make open shots. And uh, he did those things for us and played very good defense as well. Yeah, and so in the second half there, ended up being with 8.37 left. I had to double check this 19-point deficit, 77-58. You guys just find a way. Uh, they outscored 52-33 in the second half. Uh, KJ McClure uh, just, again, leading the way offensively. Career-high 35 points, but even Zion Collins, 25 points. Uh, Jermaine Hall, 14 points. Uh, and then even Antoine, again, 11.6 rebounds in 19 minutes off the bench because of Bryson's foul trouble. Yeah, uh, start first with uh, KJ. Um, can't say enough. Um, you know, the, the, the points – Obviously, I think most people see, but uh, three charges down the stretch. Um, he just willed, uh, willed us, um, and, and his attitude and effort was so contagious from that point on. And uh, obviously, he scored the ball. We all saw that, and he does that very, very well. But those other intangible things, um, they're just hard to coach. And when you got a guy like that, you love it. He's all in um, and just, you know, down the stretch willed us to victory and then Zion you know I feel like with KJ and Zion we have two great closers um, and, and they were both so efficient offensively um, scoring the basketball and setting up others but just shooting such a high percentage both of them taking what the defense gave I'm really happy with that uh, Zion made a couple big baskets down the stretch for us where he just took his time and got to where he wanted to and was able to elevate and score and use his size and strength. So those two guys played outstanding, um, you know, games for us. Uh, like I said, Antoine, um, he led us in rebounding, played 19 minutes. I think he had six rebounds. Um, he just does a lot of things for us, and he's just continuing to get better. Um, you know, we need uh, Jermaine and Bryson to be better than they were yesterday. We do need those guys to be better. Um, I think down the stretch, defensively, second half, both of them, or where we need them to be, but we need them to be like that uh, throughout the game. Yeah, Jermaine had a nice open shot there. Uh, Zion kicked it to him there. It wasn't uh, struggling from three-point line earlier, but it hits that big shot. And Bryson was scoreless until late in the game. Hits a big driving uh, layup there uh, to give you a big lead there at the end. And then Zion, as you said, two big pivotal layups in the last 30 seconds there, uh, really taking charge of it. And I had to because, again, Sean Elley, uh, number one, and Marcus Johnson combined for basically 58 points. Uh, those two guys, it was a two-man band. They really put it together and had two of the best games of their career they're going to probably ever have and just happened to be the same net against us. It was. Those two guys uh, played at a very high level on the offensive end and uh, tip your hat off to them because they were very uh, efficient as well. Just not scoring points but being very efficient at it. Uh, that's what great players are able to do. And I know two of the stats I saw last night when working on the recap, uh, I'm sure you had to be thrilled with six turnovers for the Vulcans there and you forced I think it was 15 second half turnovers. I know the press you had uh, implemented late in the game forced a lot of those turnovers, but still, uh, just being able to force turnovers and limit the turnovers, uh, one of the fewest turnovers I've ever seen in the game for a men's game. Yeah, six turnovers, uh, that, that was big for us. And then, you know, 15 in the second half, 19 for the game. Um, our press was good. You know, we practice it. We don't use it a lot, um, but uh, it was efficient for us. It really was the difference. I think it maybe caught them off guard. Um, they had trouble getting the ball up. They turned it over, um, and it led to easy baskets for us. So we were able to convert on the turnovers, which is always big. 
And I think looking at your press, you have so much length and versatility with your guys. Uh, it's one of those things that's hard to match up with uh, opposing teams because you can go small or you can go big. But everybody you put out there is athletic enough to be able to really force uh, chaos for whoever has the ball in those situations. Yeah, we're blessed with that. Uh, we do have great length and anticipation. You know, our guys understand, um, you know, where to move read defenders, uh, read eyes. They do a really good job with that. And uh, it was big for us because, uh, you know, when you're down by that many, you've got to score quickly. Uh, and by getting turnovers, um, you know, that are leading the baskets or foul shots and stop scoring with the, you know, clock stopped are big down the stretch when you're down, you know, 19, 20 points with six minutes left. Yeah, so that was the, this past week. Uh, we got a little bit of a break here. We'll take a break here. Uh, on the show, and we'll come back and look at next week's opponents. I already got two games on Monday and Tuesday coming back to big PSAC crossover action. We'll be right back after this. Come on out to the Convocation Center and support men's and women's basketball for the 2023-2024 season. The Vulcans are looking to put the PSAC on notice this year after both teams are picked towards the top of the preseason conference rankings. There will be 13 men's games and 16 women's games at home. Follow CalVulcans.com for any update. All games will be live on CUTV Sports 1 and the PSAC Network. Come out. Our team's going to be very exciting. Uh, we have a lot of good players. I think we play the game the right way, very up-tempo. I think we're going to be able to score some points. I think our defense is going to be great. Our guys have great energy. Come to our games. I think once you get here, you'll really like what you see. Um, I think it's exciting. These players put in a ton of time, a ton of effort um, to put out a good product on the floor. And like I said, I think it's super exciting, and you'll really want to come back. The Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference celebrates the athletic and academic excellence of its student-athletes. Last year, over 3,800 achieved at least a 3.25 GPA to earn recognition as a PSAC Scholar-Athlete. Athletically, 75 PSAC teams qualified for the NCAA Championships. Champions on the field, champions in the classroom, making the PSAC proud. Hello, welcome back to this edition of the Dan Sankum Show. My name is Matt Kiefer, and with me as always is Coach uh, Sankum. Now again, you had some non-conference ones there. Now we're shifting back into uh, conference play uh, next week on Monday and Tuesday, back-to-back -back games. Uh, so a little bit of time to prepare for Shippensburg, but then again, it's a real tight turnaround for Lockhaven on Tuesday. Uh, but I know you already started looking at a bit of the film on Shippensburg. I know this weekend is going to be a lot of film for you watching both teams there. Uh, what's the challenges that you're facing these teams back-to-back -back games? I know you played it early in the year, but the idea of, again, I know you like that aspect, but also you have these two games and you have another break because of Christmas and the NCAA mandate for even more time off. Yeah, uh, you know, for us uh, playing back-to-back, -back, I think for all teams is challenging with game plans and so forth. So, uh, you know, we've worked uh, a little bit ahead as coaches. So, uh, um, obviously taking today off and uh, we'll be at it, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and working on, you know, both teams, what they do well and uh, how we are going to have to stop it. And then offensively what we're going to have to be able to do. Both teams are, are very good, so we're going to have to be ready to play. Um, you know, the good thing is at least we'll be sleeping on our own 
beds. Um, so uh, having them at home makes it nice, a little bit more difficult when you're on the road. Now, starting with Shippensburg, a team that's uh, been a, one of the top teams in the East for a while now. Uh, they actually won the East last year. They had the player of the year, the defensive player of the year, and the coach of the year. Uh, but thankfully, the player of the year and defensive player of the year are both gone, and they had three all-conference guys gone. Uh, but they have the second uh, leading scorer in the PSAC, number 10, uh, Marcus Frank, at 22 game. A uh, Whippeal guy, so he's going to probably have some fans here, uh, but also a redshirt freshman. So a guy you haven't really seen on film except for this year. Uh, and then they also have uh, Ty Crespo, a guy who really shoots it from outside, uh, number one. What have you seen so far in the Raiders? Yeah, they uh, they play a little bit different uh, this year, uh, watching them on film. They uh, spread it out a lot, and they look to attack um, and they do a good job, uh, you know, with that. Uh, they, they've got, uh, you know, pretty much one through five that can handle it. So they space and they drive, and uh, they've got guys that can get in the lane and finish or make good basketball decisions. So, um, you know, like most teams, you know, to have success, you're going to want to keep the basketball in front against them. But they, they make it very challenging, um, and they have multiple guys that can attack the rim and, and score. and make great plays. It's one of those things that their head coach uh, was long, has known the West for a long time, was a long-time assistant at IUP under Lombardi, so obviously knows the PSAC West and most of the coaches and players. He's very familiar with all the arenas and things like that, so it makes it challenging. Then Lockhaven, uh, two teams actually made the PSAC playoffs last year. Uh, the Bald Eagles finished fifth in the PSAC East, uh, but they lost their second team all-conference guy, but they have a couple guys this year that are really doing well for them so far. Yeah, they do. Uh, we had a chance. They played uh, down in Bowie when we did, so uh, we were able to watch them play, uh, you know, two games. So that helped us with uh, a little bit of the scout there. Um, but, you know, their point guard's a good player. Uh, he scores the ball. Um, he uh, makes everybody on the floor better. Um, they, they run a lot of good stuff where they get him the ball in space, and he makes good decisions. So uh, both the teams defend very well. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to move the ball and do, um, you know, do, do some things on offense to be able to get the looks that we want. Yeah, I was looking at the stats there. The guy, uh, Justice Schultz, for the Lockhaven point guard, top 10 of the PSAC in scoring, second in uh, steals, and fifth in assists. So really, really wanted a player. And they also have a, guy, a big grad transfer shooting 62% from the floor. So uh, you know when he gets the ball down low, he's going to be looking to score and probably getting some good looks. Yeah, he, they, they, both those guys are efficient. Um, you know, they, uh, they do a good job getting the ball in areas where their guys can be effective and uh, you know they they can score it inside if you double down they don't make shots so we've got to be creative in what we're going to do and uh, try to make it as difficult as possible for them. So again it's been a busy uh, stretch of games here all at home so it's actually be basically five games in just over a week after you guys were on the road for about a month to start the year uh, so a lot of time here back in California for the guys in their apartments in the Vulcan Village uh, so they've been able to do that so uh, so it's a huge couple of games coming up here in PSC crossover coach thank you for taking a couple minutes here uh, to preview those and also break down two big nice home wins there uh, as you said earlier being number 13th in the country uh, starting to get that buzz across the country there it's one of those things you came in six years ago to this program was not where it is now uh, so it's got to be satisfying for you and also like Zion and Jermaine those guys have been here from day one basically with you to get the program where it is uh, right now at this point big part of it those two man love them they have uh, bought in and um, you know they've put a program that uh, you know was struggling for for quite some time and uh, they were able to turn it around and uh, you know uh, very happy and uh, the other guys in the program too they understand what we want to get accomplished. Uh, they understand the tradition of this program, and we want to continue to build on that. Yeah, you got two big uh, statements here on PSAC play to be looking at next week on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, feel free to stop by the Convocation Center if you're around California. If not, we got you covered online. Uh, if you can't make it, I know a couple people couldn't make it to the game last night. They really wanted to see it there. 
Uh, so, but again, uh, we're definitely making it interesting these last couple games. But again, uh, we're looking forward to some great action here in the, uh, next week here at the Convocation Center with Lock Haven and Chippensburg Monday and Tuesday. Thanks for watching.